go. This is Ross Gelseth with another session of Winning Words, where we speak life into people. Today, I'm going to teach leadership. So we're simply going to call this podcast Teaching Leadership. Who am I? But I've had a lifetime of leadership opportunities. And so I feel like in my life, I'm now at a stage where I can help other people lead and I can teach leadership. This week, I actually did exactly that to a group of young people who are interning in their phase of life, preparing to go into the world and make a difference. And those young people had great passion for their future, but they leaned in heavily. They leaned in on leadership and what I had learned. And, and let's face it, people, uh, it's I can only teach what I know, and what I know best is what I've learned personally. I'm a reader. Leaders are readers. But reality is, what we remember most are those experiences and those key teaching and learning moments that we've experienced. And I've been blessed to have experienced lots of leadership moments. Now, my background is that of which I raised in North Dakota on a farm, small school, my first professional job, so to speak, was a teacher and a coach. And I became a head coach at the age of 24 years old. So I was young, head football coach and head track and field coach. That led me into a continuous path of coaching football that lasted 35 years. All but nine of which I spent at North Dakota State... I spent nine years there, the other 26 years elsewhere, but those nine years at NDSU were as an assistant. The other 26 years were all as a head coach. I learned quite a bit about leadership in 26 years as being a head coach, and I learned a lot about leadership from Jim Wacker and Don Morton, who were the head coaches at North Dakota State. So my coaching has given me ample opportunity to learn how to and then lead. Then I became the head of a Christian school, Life Christian Academy, changing career entirely. But with that, as the head of a school and a school that we needed to create, we started. That gave me 26 years more of leadership opportunity where every day when I walked on the campus, I was expected to lead. Why? Because I was the appointed leader. So that gave me 26 more years. But let me add some more to this. I've been a husband and a father and now a papa. It's really a esteemed position when you get to be a papa. There's lots of husbands and lots of, of dads. But when you get to be a papa, that's special. And I, my wife and I have seven grandchildren. So I've learned a lot about leadership in the home and raising boys and being a part of raising a family and now extending my life, so to speak, 
into the lives of my grandchildren and my daughters-in-law. So I've learned leadership from that perspective too in the family unit. And then when I left Life Christian Academy, the head of that school, I decided to start a consulting company and a coaching company. And with that, I lead that. And that's two plus years in the making now. And I've offered a book. So I've learned how to to lead in writing and producing a book. Now, I don't tell you all that to make myself and place myself on a pedestal, but I simply tell you that I've learned a lot about leadership, firsthand experience, part of which has been not doing as well as I could have done looking back on some situations. Part of leadership is learning from failure, getting back up and going again. And we'll talk more about that today. So we're going to spend the next 15 to 20 minutes or so teaching leadership, i.e. the title of today's podcast. First and foremost, leadership is a function of realizing that you have the ability to lead in some arena just like me, could be with family, could be at your job, your position, could be on a team that you play on, could be your your role in a company, whatever the case might be. But part of leadership, you need to have people following you. Key sign of the most effective leaders is that people want to follow. So you've got to create a leadership style where people believe in you and therefore want to follow. So first and foremost, let's talk about the ingredients. I'm going to give you a few today, not all of, but a few. Here's what I believe as I teach leadership. Here are the ingredients that need to go in the recipe. If you're going to cook up the best batch of leadership stew, here's what I would put in it. First and foremost, integrity. Leaders are not flash-in-the-pan phenomenon. In other words, they're not going to be a leader for a short period of time. The best leaders, and if I want to teach people how to lead, I want to extend their leadership tenure, so to speak. So over the long haul, over the long journey, Integrity is so important. Too many people get off to a start in leadership and along the way they're influenced by or they're influenced to or for whatever reason they decide to sacrifice integrity. They no longer hold people or themselves accountable. They're willing to do things in a marginal manner. They're willing to let things go that three years before they weren't going to let go. And so integrity is what sustains leaders. The most successful leaders, and if you just pause and think about in your lifetime, who when you look around, you would see and say that person was a leader. I would predict that integrity was a key part of their leadership. So that's the first piece that goes in leadership stew. The second, I think, is credibility. Credibility, in Ross's opinion, 
is creating a success pattern. If you think about this, would you like to follow someone that you're uncertain of what their background has been and you're willing to hook your wagon, so to speak, to their horse? No, I doubt it. You'd much prefer to hook your wagon to someone who you know has a success pattern. And a success pattern really is not easy to create, but it's not difficult to understand. Success patterns are a look at your past where you have consistently and quite continuously succeeded over and over and over and over again in life. So you have an established success pattern. Because of that, people look at you and they see credibility. Why? Because they see your pattern. They see your background. They see your achievement. And it's predictable. A success one time type of situation is not a success pattern. A success pattern is predictable. And what would you predict? You'd predict that the person would do that much better continuing onward. So that's the second ingredient in leadership stew. The third ingredient is that of relationship. Leaders need to be relational. Now, there are different types of leaders. There are different types of relational patterns, so to speak. Relationship, ways of doing relationship. People manage differently. But bottom line, leaders need to be relational. And relational then transfers itself into relationship. And there's some simple ways really of building relationship. And I'm going to give you a couple of coaching points. One of which, in order to be viewed as relational, and if you're going to be a leader, people are going to look at you and they're going to want to connect with you. If no one's connecting with you, you don't have that long line of people behind you, real frankly. So one of the first things I would say is to, to teach leadership when it comes to relationship. Be where your feet are. That's an expression I picked up before I wrote my book. When I got input from coaches and leaders around the country, that saying came to me, and here's what it means. It means... Be present where you are. The best leaders maintain eye contact. They maintain focus on the person in front of them. They make the person in front of them, the people in front of them, feel valued. Why? Because their focus is on those people. So that's one issue. The second is, I would suggest that in order to be relational, you need to walk into a room as a leader, and you need to be the light that comes on when you go into the room. Here again, leaders give off light. They shed darkness, just like the light switch. Totally dark room, somebody walks in, flips the switch, what happens? Light erases darkness. Leaders need to be the light that goes on in the room. So those are two Little things that I think are really important. Be where your feet are. Be attentive to the person in front of you. 
And secondly, be the light that goes on in the room. So along with relationship, relationships matter because relationships last. Why do relationships last? Because you continue to manage your relationships. And Fulton Buntain, who was a very successful pastor at Life Center for 40 plus years, led in a phenomenal way. And he was so good at extending relationships. No matter how busy he was, he took the time to be intentional about connecting with people. So relationships need management and leaders go first when it comes to managing relationships. They don't wait around for someone else to lead relationships. They manage their relationships well. Now, we know people are busy. We know leaders are busy. But at the same time, leaders are intentional about the people they're connecting with. So relationships need management and Part of relationship is developing what I call a shared concern. A shared concern is part of the fundamentals of leadership as I teach leadership today. Shared concern means, take the word share, the root word share means together. There's a common infatuation, there's a common belief, there's a common passion for something what I would call a shared concern. In other words, you both and or three, four, five, whatever the number is, have a feeling for something. And that shared concern comes out because you get to know people. Leaders become very good at realizing who else shares the same burden that they do, who that they can be alongside of that will support what it is they're doing. A next key part of leadership is to be authentic. Authentic leaders, this goes back a little bit to integrity, but being authentic means you're the same yesterday, today, and you're going to be the same tomorrow. Authentic means your word is your word. People are going to be able to depend on you. Why? Because just like we taught about success pattern, they're also going to depend upon you because you can be dependent on because you are authentic. Authentic. You're not up one day, down the next. You're not high on this one day and then different, a different, different position the next day and, and you don't care about it the third day. So being authentic gives people an opportunity to grow close to you because there's trust, there's authenticity. So all of those are attributes that I would say are keys to developing as a leader. Now, I want to talk a bit more about relationships in the workplace and in the community. Leaders are visible and That simply means you are places where there are other people. I'm not talking about you being visible standing on a beach alone. You need some of that. But the most effective leaders 
are present where people are and they're there to build and maintain relationship. So for example, leaders intentionally prepare their calendar, their schedule with the mindset that they are going to connect with people when they are out in public. If they're at a community event, they're going to be walking around and they're going to be shaking hands and they're going to be talking to people, smiling, laughing, connecting. The most effective leaders are great connectors. And therefore, they're visible in their community. They're busy, but they're also very, very visible. So being relational is a function of being visible. As we talk a bit more about leadership, another attribute of leadership is they are committed. And committed means, commitment means, for leaders, there must be a plan. Because you've got to be, as a leader, you've got to be committed to a plan. You've got to know where you're going and you've got to know where you're taking people. People will not follow very far, far in a fog where there's no clear picture. A clear picture comes from a leader. Why? Because they've got a plan and they're working the plan. They're communicating the plan. I found this from Bear Bryant, who was the dean of college football coaches for many, many years, revered coach at the University of Alabama, Paul Bear Bryant. Here's what he said. He said, I tell all my coaches, if you think this thought, Bear Bryant had literally hundreds of coaches that worked for him as assistants, and he taught them how to lead. And here was one of his coaching points. He said, I tell all my coaches, you have to have a plan for everything. You've got to have an objective. What's the goal? Where are you headed? You don't, here's what else he said. You don't just go out day in and day out to coach. You have a plan that you believe in. And you have to be strong enough not to com compromise your plan. So Coach Bryant believed in having a plan, working the plan day in and day out, and sticking to the plan. And this is a key to leadership. If you want to be a successful leader, you've got to be willing to stay with your plan because you believe in it. If you don't believe in it, you're not going to be very successful. But the best leaders have their plan as a part of this leadership stew I'm talking about. And that includes this planning phase. So as the leader, you've got to be setting aside time on a consistent basis to create your plan, work your plan, evaluate your plan, rewrite your plan, recreate your plan. And so it's a cycle. And so that you've always got a plan that you, in fact, are working on. And Coach Bryant was very successful at Alabama. Opposing coaches almost to, could predict what Bear Bryant could do, was going to do at a given point. But you know what? Almost impossible to stop Alabama from winning. Why? 
because the coaches that work for Paul Bear Bryant and his players knew that plan better than anyone else, and they could execute that plan. Your people who are following can help you create the plan, work the plan, execute the plan, and be successful. I want to touch on one more piece. So much of life is keeping on in the tough times. Keeping on in the tough times. I'm currently reading a book called The Obstacle is the Way. I think I mentioned this in one of my previous podcasts or blog. All of my material dating back to January of 2020, pre-COVID, is on my website at gelsethassociates.com. But the book, The Obstacle is the Way, is an example of what leaders need, and that is staying power. When Paul Bear Bryant said, you do not compromise your plan, let me frame it a different way. Let me say it this way. You've got to lead in the tough times. The year 2020 and 2021 have been very, very difficult. The most effective leaders not just during COVID, but during difficult times in their family, difficult times in their business, at their, their workplace, whatever the case might be. The most effective leaders are strong during the tough times. I've said over and over, anybody can call the play when you got four downs to get the ball in from the one yard line. That is not the tough time. The tough time is when you got the ball and it's fourth down and 19 and you've got to have a touchdown. Just a little reference. But in life, when the challenges come, leaders lead and they're at their best in the tough times. So what are you talking about? We're talking about perseverance. And perseverance is a function of keeping on, keeping on. That's a phrase I've used for a long time. Let me end with this. As a leader, as I teach you today about leadership, and we've talked about everything from integrity to relationships to being authentic to being relational. We've talked about having a plan. We've talked about delivering on your promises We've talked about being where your feet are. We've talked about being a light that goes on in the room. All those things are important. But I want to end with this. Simple statement attributed to various people, including Winston Churchill. Never, never, never give up. You'll never know how close you are or were to realizing your goal if you quit. Let me repeat that. You'll never know how close you were to realizing your goal if you quit. Anything that is achievable, it's a, if, if, it, if it is a value, is going to cost. Meaning, you're going to need to persevere. There will be challenges along the way. So, as we wrap this up, I hope you benefited from this 
teaching leadership session. I feel like I, Ross, have an opportunity to learn a significant about, amount about leadership. And it's time for me to give back. So just like I taught these interns this week, what a fun opportunity it was to prepare my thoughts and then sit down with them and speak life into them about leadership. Same conversation I'm having with you. And I have thoroughly enjoyed this. And I certainly hope that I have helped you be a better leader. As I mentioned, you can see all of my materials, including podcast, blog, and our focus areas of Joseph Associates at www.josephassociates.com. So again, I teach leadership. Go out and model leadership. Be the leader that God would have you to be. So thanks again for tuning in and being with us as we've discussed teaching leadership. Have a great week. Keep on keeping on. Make things happen. God's best to you.